Hallelujah. So we're going to have a good time tonight. I hope you enjoyed the ministry yesterday. Uh, it really was incredible, you know, what the Father did yesterday, dealing with faith on the outside and faith on the inside. What an incredible time it was, and just inspiring in our faith as we press forward. Welcome, Cassandra. Good to see you. Shalom, shalom on YouTube. Hallelujah. So, all right. Well, look, I know it's getting late here. It's half past ten here in Israel and South Africa, so uh, we're, we're going to press forward into this scripture. I haven't even got my Bible open where it needs to be. But anyway, what we're going to do tonight is, you know, what are we going to do tonight? We're going to focus on some key things on obedience and walking uh, with uh, the Father in these days and just, you know, what it truly means to walk in the Spirit. Hallelujah. We've got Patrick coming in from Belgium. Welcome. Thanks for being with us. Hallelujah. So let's just uh, take uh, a start right now as we press forward. Thank you, Father. Father, we just want to come into your presence. We just recognize that you are an awesome God, that you have supernaturally transformed our lives. And what a joy it is to be in relationship with the creator of the universe. I thank you, Father, that you have delivered us from religion, that the spirit of religion is gone in our lives. And if there's those who are caught up in religion, we just speak freedom from religion today in Yeshua's name, that we can walk in the Ruach HaKodesh, we can walk in the Holy Spirit and experience His life, that we can walk in the freedom of the gospel of the kingdom, that we can understand the ways of Yehovah, that we can be attentive to His plans and, and His uh, um, ordinances and that we can see victory in Messiah. We thank you, Yeshua, for the price that you paid for us. And we pray, Father, that as we take time uh, to come into the scriptures, that you will uh, just fill our hearts and strengthen us as we fellowship together. Father, more than anything, you know, we want to see your kingdom come and your will done. And I thank you, Father, it's not just about numbers and it's not just, you know, about statistics and all that type of stuff. But what is it about? It's about us being the family of Yehovah in relationship with you. So we just give you, Holy Spirit, permission to minister in and through us. Let me say that again. We want to receive from the Ruach HaKodesh in to our lives and through our lives because we know that we are laying our lives down for the purpose of his kingdom. So, Father, we say, here we are. Will you send us? Will you use us? We thank you for this time, and we ask for your guidance in this time of ministry in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Praise Yehovah. So what are we talking on? We are talking about transformation going forward. We don't want to be backsliding. We don't want to go back. We don't want to fall into old habits. We want to create. We want to develop new habits that bring transformation within our lives. We want to be a transformed people. Our call is that we don't look like we looked like before that we are supernaturally transformed. We don't want to get weary, you know, just worn out. You know, I was uh, I was out today uh, just taking my father-in-law to the, the garage to get his car 
uh, serviced and preparation for uh, the inspection that you have to do here in Israel. And uh, when I went to pick up his car, I've had this problem in Haley's car and our gears were not working properly. Well, anyway, the gearbox went into limp mode and I don't know if you've ever driven a a car with an automatic gearbox that goes into limp mode, you know. It just allows you to be able to drive forward, but you can't change gears and there's not much we can do. Hi, John. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. In Toronto, Kansas. Hallelujah. Yeah, so anyway, my car was in limp mode going along the road. I couldn't go on the freeway. I had to go the back roads to get to the garage. And then... the uh, uh, the mechanic, he puts all the testers on and he said, oh, the computer on your gearbox has packed in. You know, what is a computer doing on my gearbox? You know, what happened to those little cogs that just could go around and get on with it, you know? Now we've got vehicles that have got computers in their gearboxes. Weird or what? Anyway, it's a dealership problem and uh, I had to drive all the way back, you know, about 10, 12 miles in first gear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, limping along the road trying to get home. Anyway, it's interesting. But, you know, what happens when we get uh, weary, we get tired? You know, it's great to look at the gearing system. You know, what are we seeking to do with gears? We're seeking to keep the rev counter low. So we're engaging in gears so we can go faster. But the engine's not working hard. It's working smart. So as we're walking in the Spirit, in this transformation, we want to get the gearing of the Spirit right. Father, we choose to go forward. We're not falling back into a place of backsliding. We want to go forward in Messiah. And one of the things that uh, we talked on yesterday, we talked about the message that Yeshua brought in Luke chapter 4 in Nazareth. When he stood up in the synagogue, he said this, The Spirit of Yehovah is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed and proclaim the year of Elohim's favor. Hallelujah. What a charged word. Good old... Uh, <laughs> Good old Isaiah out there as our evangelist in the Torah. And what was he doing? He was proclaiming and paving the way for the Messiah. And here the Messiah comes and he says, this is who I am. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. And I'm telling you what, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is called to be on you and it's called to be on me. We want to be filled with the Spirit. We want to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know, there's just it comes a time in the day where it doesn't matter what you're going through, doesn't matter what you're facing. You're, Yeshua, he's standing in the synagogue. He's meant to be with his people. Instead, he's surrounded by people who are like, well, you know, we knew Yeshua growing up. You know, what do you, what do you think you're doing, Yeshua, running off to Capernaum, Capernaum and doing all these signs and wonders and miracles? What do you think you're doing, Yeshua, turning water into wine? What do you think you're doing? You know, we just know you. You know, we're familiar with you. We're you know, we just know you, Yeshua. And, you know, so where are the signs and wonders that you did there? Aren't you going to come and bring them here? 
And that's what they're expecting. They're expecting him to come and they're expecting him to do things. But here's here's what happened. They, they are not honoring the prophet in his own home. Oh, they, oh, we're just too familiar. We're not going to receive thus says the Lord from anyone. And we're not going to hear it from you. But what does Yeshua do? He gets the scroll. He searches for it. And he makes a declaration. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to rise up. To be who the Father's called you to be. Do you feel tired? Are you worn out in the midst of the battle of the assignments? This is what the enemy wants to do. He wants to wear you down and wear you out. But here Yeshua comes to a people who are not all excited about him in ministry. We're, we're, all, we're happy with you, just the man. But we're not all excited about you bringing the demonstration power of the Spirit. And what does he say in their midst? He says, I want to make it very clear. I want to make it very clear that we get some understanding here. And here's the understanding. The Spirit of Yehovah is on me. And I want every one of us to get to that place right now. Come on, speak it right out right now. You know, how are you feeling? You know, stop looking at what's going on in the realm around you. Oh, your flesh might be tired. You might be worn out. But I want you to make a declaration. And let's make the declaration together. The Spirit of Yehovah is on me. And he is on you because of the because. He's not just on you so you can go, wow, he's on me. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on you because he has a because for your life. Hallelujah. He's anointed me to preach the good news. He's anointed every one of us to preach the good news. You know, I love it what he, uh, Hannah did today. She sent me Psalm 91, and in all the places, uh, she put the Russells, the Russells, the Russells. She turned it all into a personal uh, declaration, a personal statement. And that's what we've got to do with the Word. We've got to start applying the Word to our lives. Are we proclaiming the word over our lives? We are called to walk by faith. We are called to be charged in the Ruach HaKodesh. You are called to be charged. Listen, you know, put your hands into the voltage of Yehovah and let him recharge you. So when you feel worn out, you feel weak. You know, it's it's like that battery operated, you know, a vehicle, you know, once that battery starts wearing down, it goes, zh, 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 zh. it doesn't want to move anymore, but you recharge it. You know, when you plug the charger in, you know, when your laptop goes all the way down, it's just about, it's flashing, you're just about to lose it. Let me tell you something. When you put that power cord into your laptop, it doesn't matter what percentage your battery holds. The reality is that you are connected to the source of power and you have the fullness of the power of Yehovah available to you just as that laptop has the fullness of power available to it as if it's fully charged. Oh yeah, yeah, because your battery in your computer, it can't operate on reduced voltage Percentage reduction is not percentage reduction based on voltage deterioration. It's This is the voltage that needs to be set and you are 
losing a percentage of your voltage and when it gets to a place where it's one percent and half a percent that means you're going to start losing what is required for the laptop to operate and it's the same in our faith there's, there's a level that we are called to operate you you know you operate in sin guess what happens to your voltage boom it's not about you know oh your battery's running low no you're losing power <laughs> you're losing power you're losing effectiveness you know you you can't function you're in the place of malfunction warning warning like my gears in the car you know you're stuck in first straight into malfunction and what's the holy spirit saying he wants to empower you he wants you to be plugged in he wants you to receive the fullness of who he is and as yeshua he said i've called you to do what i've been doing and greater things than these so we can take the commission that was upon his life and how he demonstrated that we are called to walk and we can proclaim that the spirit of yehovah is on my life he has anointed me to preach the good news we are in preparation of the second coming of messiah and i'm telling you it's time that yeshua sees the body of messiah functioning as he created us to function we live in a day that's so full of uh, uh, dilution you know we're comparing ourselves with man we're comparing ourselves with with this and that and instead we should be comparing ourselves with the scriptures we've got to get the word of Yehovah within us we've got to have the yardstick and guess what if you throw away the Torah if you throw away his commandments how do you weigh up how do you identify how we stand in our faith we are called to get to the place where we are standing and we know the yardstick. We know how to compare what's going on within our lives compared to the word. Yes, we want to be found in him. Hallelujah. We've got uh, Solomon joining us from Oregon on YouTube. Welcome. Good to see you. We've got Sandy there on Facebook. We've got B in Texas as well. Hallelujah. We've got Jerry coming in on uh, YouTube. Good to see you, Jerry. And it's great to have you all join with us. I hope you are enjoying the word. We're just going to press forward with this tonight. I want to really get into the place where this word will be released. We are called to proclaim his favor. I love what it says in verse 19 of Luke chapter 4. Yeshua said that you know his purpose here is to proclaim the year of of Yehovah's favor he didn't say the three and a half years ministry of Yeshua no that was Eusebius that came up with that that's something that's been added Yeshua is the lamb of Elohim he's the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world that lamb is one year the ministry of Yeshua was one year it was not three and a half years as we have been told that's Catholic doctrine and it's Catholic teaching why because Catholicism is living in the millennial kingdom Eusebius had to get the three and a half year ministry of Yeshua and then three and a half year uh, to uh, um, Cornelius's house to the birthing of the, the church to the nations and then with, with that all coming together it created the seven years and then that seven day fulfillment in the book of Daniel uh, enabled the, the, the Pope 
the vicar of Christ to proclaim that we are living in the millennial kingdom. And that's why the Pope is Messiah reigning on earth in the millennial kingdom. Well, Protestant Christians didn't agree with that teaching. So what did they do? They protested against Catholicism. They protested against the doctrines and many of the belief systems of Catholicism. And my plea to every one of us as believers in Messiah is how do we get delivered of all of the pagan practices of Catholicism and get to the place where we are embracing the, the, the word, the, the word of truth like the early believers that we can come back to that place to receive the word as he has called us to receive the word. Hallelujah. So we're pressing forward. The spirit of Yehovah is on us. He's anointed us. He has given you the power. He has given you the authority to do what? To preach, to open your mouth and proclaim. You know, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouse, the, the mouse, <laughs> the mouse speaks. No, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, I don't know if I can preach the gospel. I don't know. You know, God's not called me to preach the gospel. Look, we are all called to communicate the gospel. Every single one of us. We are all called to proclaim his word. And if you will be filled with the word, it doesn't matter where you think you are in society. Like I said, stop comparing yourself to what's going on in the world around you. When Yeshua came to Gideon, the angel of the Lord, and said to Gideon, You mighty man of war. He was shocked. Listen, if you will delve into the word, if you will come into his presence and discover the very reason why he created you, because you are born for such a time as this. Every one of us. And what a blessing. What a blessing that we can fellowship right now together. Why? Because you and I are both, we are all called in this day together. The Father before the foundations of the earth, he knew that we would be alive at this time, the same time together. So what do we do together? How can we work together? How can we minister together? How can we encourage each other together to, to take a stand for the gospel of the kingdom, to bring salvation, to proclaim freedom to the prisoners, hallelujah, to recover the sight of the blind. Oh, the Father wants the eyes of this generation open. He wants them to see uh, the plans of the devil and how deceptive Hasatan is. We proclaim, <laughs> what do we proclaim? We proclaim sight to the blind in Yeshua's name. Father, give us the ability to minister the gospel to those who are not yet saved. We've got to get to the place, yes, where we can minister and encourage and disciple the brethren, yes. But if we ever stop reaching out, we will just become, you know, a stagnant pond. We need the fresh waters of the Spirit, just as the family, you know, what is the blessing about the family when new babies and new children are coming along, when grandchildren are coming along? For you grandparents, I'm not one yet, you know. But for grandparents, you know, you just think, oh, I've got my freedom. You know, children have grown up, they've got married, I've got my freedom. And then here comes the grandkids, you know, and you're like, oh, 
Whew, here we go again. It's called the cycle of life, the blessing of life. And there's nothing more amazing than in ministry to be discipling and raising people up and, and ministering in the hearts of people so that they will go out and also make disciples, that they will also minister into the hearts of others. There's nothing more joyful than seeing the fruit of our service of pouring into others so that they will in turn pour into the lives of others around them as well. Listen, it's time for us to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. The devil wants to lock you up. He wants to lock others up. Are we truly walking in freedom? If you are walking in freedom, then stand up and testify and bring freedom to the needs of others. Bring freedom to, to those who are bound. Recovery of sight to the blind. Let people wake up to the truth of the gospel of the kingdom. Oh, like I said, when I share the gospel, you know, what am I looking for as I'm ministering the gospel message? I'm, I'm looking as the person I'm sharing with. Are they hungering and thirsting for righteousness? You know, there's one thing to, to preach the gospel to the masses. And, you know, it's amazing in Africa and different countries to minister to thousands of people and preach the gospel and share to the masses. It's, you know, it's an incredible emotion. It's, it's an incredible place. But, you know, there's nothing more amazing than looking into the eyes of the lost looking into the eyes of the prisoners, looking into the eyes of the blind and speaking forth words of truth. And all of a sudden their, their faces light up, their eyes start to open. The very words that you are speaking are, 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 are balm, they're healing, they're transforming. You see the captives being set free right in front of you. There's, the work of what you see one-on-one -on -one to that individual is the most beautiful thing that you see. Don't forget your salvation. Don't forget that encounter you had with the living God. Don't forget that day when he supernaturally transformed your life. Oh, it's personal. It's right in your face. And Yeshua, what does he call us to do? He calls us to bring his words to a broken generation. And right now in the midst of desperation, so many people are in the place of desperation. We have an answer. We have a message. And what are we doing with that message? I loved in the last trip just going around sharing a letter of hope and ministering to the brokenhearted. This was all before the coronavirus was really building up and the lockdown started to happen. And, you know, the Father's leading me, minister a letter of hope. Write a letter. Give people a letter. All those letters that are out there, you just don't know what happened to those letters. They might have thought, oh, I'll keep that right now. They might be sitting on someone's mantelpiece right now. It might be more relevant today than what it was two months ago. But let's be faithful in how we are ministering the words of truth. Let's wait before Yehovah to receive his instructions. To get a hold of what the Father is doing. You know, you can't manage what's going on in the chaos of the world. But the Father is doing more behind the scenes than he's doing in the open. 
So we've got to come away. We've got to step aside. We've got to come into his presence and say, Father, I'm coming into your presence. I want to receive from you. I want the instructions from you so that I can play my part in the midst of the turmoil that's going on in the world today so that we can minister the hope that there will be a lighthouse that will be raised up a place of safety, a place of ministry, so that we can minister to those in need. How many times have we put God aside because we're trying to deal with the problems that are before us within our own strength? And just as we are trying to do that within ourselves, in our own problems, in our own situation, watch out that we don't do it in the place of ministry. You know... We're not just trying to be busybodies in the kingdom. We are called to have the authority of the Spirit. We are called to know who we are. We're called to know how the Father has called us to function. And in this time of the counting of the Omar, as we are preparing for Pentecost, as we are preparing for Shavuot, I'm just calling out to you. Let's get our lives in order. Let's get our faith walk in order. Let's let's engage in supernatural transformation. Father, we give you permission to bring your transformation into our lives. We make a decision that we want to go forward. We are not going back. We're not. We're going forward. We're not even going to turn. Listen, when you go to turn, what happens to your arms? They move to the side. You know, you're, you're going to move. You're going to change direction. Stop looking back. Let's look forward to what the Father has for us to do. I want us to turn to the book of Mark. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 8. I hope you're encouraged and blessed as we just bring edification and encouragement. That's the purpose of what we're doing here. You know, this is not about the plumb line of of in-depth teaching. No, we're talking about edification. We're talking about coming into the realm where heaven can speak. You know, the greatest word I want you to receive is not what I have to say. I want you to receive words from heaven. You might get a message as we are ministering today. It might be completely different to what I'm saying because we're talking about the heavens opening so that we can hear exactly what the Spirit is speaking directly into our lives. I want you to hear from heaven. In Mark chapter 8 verse 36, you know, am I even there? <laughs> I'm almost there. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> All right, come on, let's read from 34. Then he called to the crowd, um, he, then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples. We shared this verse the other day or week or whenever. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his execution stake, his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. Whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it if a man, uh, for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his, his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him 
uh, when he comes in his Father's glory with his holy angels. Hallelujah. Are we ashamed of Yeshua and his word in this adulterous and sinful generation? Yes, we're an adulterous and sinful generation. Look at what's going on. Look at the abortions that are taking place. Look at the lawlessness and the sin that's going on in the world. And here's the reality. You know, are we going to get to the place where we make a decision that we respond? What's he saying? Whoever wants, that's what he says, whoever wants to be my disciple, whoever wants to be my disciple, well, as for me, and I hope for you, that we are people who are choosing. Yes, we want to be disciples. We want to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him. For whoever wants to save their life. Do you want to save your life? Do you really want to save your life? Then what have we got to do? We've got to lose it. We've got to be lost in him. Why? Because our reward is far greater. Listen, if you just live in the things of this world, you know, look, God is not saying give up your life, you know, because he doesn't care about you so his agenda can work through you because he doesn't love you. No, he knows what's best for us. If you want to experience life and life more abundant, you have to lay your life down. This is the cost of what it takes to pay the price to be my disciple. You've got to take up your cross. You've got to follow me. You've got to follow me. You can't walk the way that you walked before. We're talking about transformation. If you still look the same when you got saved to how you look today, then something's wrong. The Father wants us to be in a path of growth. He wants us to grow in Him. He wants us to become what He has uh, uh, predestined for us to become. There's a road that He has called us to walk. There's a path that He has called us to take. And we've got to persevere. We've got to press forward. And yes, when things don't go right, when things, when it looks like we come to dead ends, when it looks like the road uh, doesn't exist anymore, recognize that we are called to walk by faith, that we are called to pioneer. We're called, <laughs> we're called to, to proclaim that the Father will make a way where there is no way because he can do it. So I'm not following ways. I'm not following my GPS. I'm following the Ruach HaKodesh. We're following the Holy Spirit. Are we in the place where we are choosing? Whoever wants to be. Whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves. Why? Because if you've got so much of the world in you, God can't use you. If you're so full of the world's stuff, if you've got so much of the world in you, he can't use you. Where's the room for the Spirit? You're called to be born again of the Spirit. You're a new creation. The old's gone. Behold. I love that word. <laughs> I love it. Behold. All things are new. Hadash. <laughs> They're new. So come on. What baggage did we come with? You can't take this baggage after you die. So what, what are we going to do? Where, where's our investment? 
You know, you've got to deny yourself. You've got to deny your flesh because it's when we see the flesh removed that we can move into a new dimension of the Spirit. If we're caught up in sin, if we're, we're entangled in sin, we're losing the power. You know, just instantly, this is what happens. You walk in sin instantly. The power source that you need gets disconnected. So we've got to teshuvah, we've got to repent, we've got to come into his presence. We've got to get to that place where we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. We proclaim the rule of heaven over the rule of earth. Hallelujah. We've got to get to that place where we are denying ourselves. We're taking up our execution stake. We're saying it doesn't matter what it takes. It doesn't matter if it costs me my very life. Why? Because my life, what I breathe on this earth is not the, the, the be all and end all. It's our life in the spirit. Hallelujah. So we're just going to pass from this realm into the next realm. You know, it's not the end. We are, <laughs> we have eternal life. Hallelujah. Praise Yehovah. So the Father has got the solutions for those who will lay their lives down. He has got the plan that he has called us to walk. He's got a message that he wants us to communicate. Well, you know, it's all right for you. You sound like a salesman as you're talking away there, but I'm not called to sell. Look, you're not called to sell. You're just called to be filled with him. And with, when you're filled with him, you don't have to worry about what you're going to say. You don't have to worry about the direction that you need to take. You can just be filled with him and just allow him to flow through our lives. That's what I love about this life is being able to rest in him. Yes, there's work that has to be done. And I want to deal with the burnout today. I want to deal with the, the pressure of the battle. That's a couple of things that we're going to get into. Um, where is the time going? Man, we're halfway through or just over halfway. Hallelujah. Oh, we want to expect the unexpected. If we will just get ourselves in line with the Spirit, we can see the supernatural transform within our lives. What have we got to do? We've got to guard our hearts against short-sightedness. You know, stop looking at what's going on around you in the midst of the battles, in the midst of the things that we are facing you can't build your faith with what's going on around you and yesterday boy did we put that plumb line down we dealt with faith in the outward and the natural and we dealt with faith in the inward and the spiritual and let me tell you something yeshua what did he do and look after he proclaimed the spirit of the lord is on me what did he do when they wanted to take him and stone him and throw him off the cliff in the edge of nazareth he turned round and he walked straight through the cloud. <laughs> crowd. Why was that? Because the power of his faith on the inside was greater than the faith in the natural realm and the outside. So what do we do when we're battling with the outside? If something, a prayer doesn't get answered and something doesn't go in the way that we think it should have went. Someone, you know, uh, someone we love dies. God, why, why did that happen? How could that take place? 
when disappointment comes and you've been pressing in and that cancer that you're praying against hasn't gone and you feel despondent and many people cry out where is where is god where are you god where are you in the midst of this this is this is dealing with faith in the natural realm on the outside but faith in the spirit on the inside cannot die so that you might see your faith come to an end you might see you come to that place where you don't see that miracle you don't see you know that event or that that marriage doesn't take place or there's a breakup and things happen and and life's challenges take place and if you get to the place where where is God then I want to ask the question where's the basis of your faith is it in the outward manifestations of the miracles is it in the the outward provision of how God blesses you or is your faith built from the inside Have we built a spiritual strong tower within the inside? So it doesn't matter what storm comes. It doesn't matter what we face. If he gives, if he takes away, can you bless his name? Can you bless his name? You give and you take away. But I will bless your name. Life's challenges. What happens when they interfere with the things you want, with you, when they interfere with the things that you desire? I want us to get to the place where we start to recognize the writing on the wall. Listen, when you come into the place where the battle that you're facing is the battle of your will versus God's will, I encourage you, submit to God. <laughs> submit to him. Don't fight against the will of God because you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Oh, you might gain your life and gain your own desires and gain, you know, all the things that you want, all your wants, all your desires. You might gain them, but you can gain all of that, but you'll lose your soul. It's going to come at a cost. The Father disciplines those he loves. We see that in Proverbs chapter 3. It says in verse 11 and 12, My son, do not despise Yehovah's discipline and do not resent his He delights in. Hallelujah. So don't go head to head against the will of the Father. Just recognize that if he is disciplining us, if he's dealing with us, submit to the discipline of Yehovah because the Father loves us. He understands uh, what's going on within our lives and his job is to take us into the fullness of who he created us to be. You and I are born for such a time as this. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are in him? It's a journey, you know. We can see the pages unfold. We see the tapestry reveal the blessings of the plans of what Yehovah has for our life. But let's be on the journey of growing in him. Do we understand what is important to Elohim? What does he value above all things? So we can be so focused on God, what have you got for us and what are you going to give for me and how are you going to help me fulfill my destiny? But if you get so focused on all of those things and we uh, uh, neglect to understand what's important to God. So what's important to Elohim? What's important to him? What's important to him is his relationship with me and his relationship with you.
the whole reason this world is in existence, the whole reason he created everything, is because he thought about you. He wanted to create you. He wanted to make you in his image. He wanted to be in relationship. He wanted us to walk together. He wanted us to flow together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't forget who he is. Don't forget who he is. Man, he loves you so much. He wants to be in relationship with, for you. What price did he pay so that he could know you? What price did he pay so that he could know me? How, how do we create that broken barrier that took place in the Garden of Eden because of sin? What does sin do? Never forget this. Sin doesn't reduce the power of your battery. It disconnects you from the source of power. That's what sin does. It disconnects you. You lose your anointing. You lose your ability to function in the spirit. Boom. Oh, brother. You know, I've, I've heard of ministries that have been moving in sin and, you know, adultery and all different things. And they've been moving in power. And they've been, but listen, let me tell you something. They're not moving in God's power. They're moving in the power of hype and emotion. That's what they're moving in. Oh, but this is happening. That's, let, let me tell you something. You give a heathen the word of God and he speaks the word of God. The word of God will not come back void. It will accomplish that for which it's been sent. But you've got someone who's walking in a sinful life, uh, preaching the gospel. Listen, their character will destroy them if they don't repent and come back to Yahovah. Their lack of character. Their rebellion will break them. That's what sin does. Sin. You know, what's the wages of sin? It's death. So if you're walking in a sinful life, I'm calling you to the place of teshuvah. I'm calling you to the place of repentance today that we will be people who have made a decision. I'm not going to backslide. I'm not going to miss the mark. I'm going to pursue you with all of my heart and with all of my soul. This is the commitment that the Father requires of you. You can't do this by yourself, but you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. And he will enable you. He will carry you through. He will equip you on this journey. The Father will discipline you. Why? He's, he's aligning us. The prophetic word comes to do what? Keep us within the lines of safety. Thank you, Father, for prophecy. Thank you, Father, for prophetic alignment so that we can be alert to what's going on around us. The Father's saying, I'm calling my people to be in line with my will, to be in line with my purposes. Don't operate in a spirit of fear, but let's operate in a spirit of faith, says Yehovah. It's time to move in faith. So the relationship of the Father is so powerful that he sent his Son. And one of the most famous verses in the Scripture, and listen, don't just dismiss it because everyone shares it and everyone talks about it. Because let me tell you something, there is so many people out there who have never heard the gospel once. They think Yeshua or Jesus is a swear word. They don't know that he's a savior. They don't know who he is. They don't know what price he paid. They don't know where he came from. They don't even know what the book of John, what is that? Never even heard of it. Where, you know, they don't even know what the gospels are. 
There's a lost and dying and hurting, broken generation away from God. How did it get there? It got there because the, the, the assembly, the believers got lukewarm. They stopped sharing what was important. They started to get engrossed with the things of the world. I was in China not so long back and when I met with the underground church and I was meeting with some of the key leaders that were uh, overseeing over one million uh, house fellowship leaders within the, the city of Shanghai. And uh, as I was there sharing with us, they said, oh, we're, we're in a terrible state. We're in a terrible state. We're seeing such a, a decline within uh, the body of Messiah in China. We're going this way instead of this way. And, you know, they were they were nervous and in a panic because they only had about a million house fellowships. And this was devastating for them. Why? Because so many of those who were brought up after the, the, the generation that experienced so much persecution, the next generation rising up, they've, they've taken on this love for the world, the love for possessions, the love for money. And it's diluting, it's switching off the power of uh, the believers. They're not seeing the signs and wonders and miracles. They're not seeing the transformation that they used to see. We don't want to be in a place where we are lukewarm, but we need to repent. We need to repent because what have we been doing with the gospel? Are we getting the gospel out there to the brokenhearted or are we just entertaining other believers? Are we equipping believers and sending believers? Sending power is greater than seed power. We must be fully engaged in getting the gospel to this generation. That should be our driving force. That should be what we are standing on. And that's what we saw in the, the message from Mark chapter 8. We're talking about being disciples of Yeshua. What have we got to do? Deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. You know, what is it talking about? It talks about whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for what? The gospel. Me and for the gospel. What is the good news of the gospel of the kingdom? Every one of us should be proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Why is it that when I witness and share and minister to people in the land of Israel, that they might have heard about Mercianic, they might have heard about people that follow Yeshua of Nazareth, but they have never heard the gospel. The fields are ripe unto harvest in the land of Israel, and it's time for a mighty outpouring of the Spirit. It's time for the glory of Yehovah to manifest in this land. And, you know, I'm prophesying the word that the Father gave me. He said that the greatest work of an outpouring of the Spirit will happen here in the land of Israel. It will be so powerful, it will bring supernatural transformation to every nation on the earth. So where should my focus be right now? Where should we be focusing? Should we be focusing on, 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 on releasing the gospel in the land of Israel? What is vitally important? It's not just about bringing all the Jews back to the land and saying, oh, we're fulfilling scripture because all we want to do is we want to fulfill prophecy so the Messiah can come and we can get out of here. 
No, Micah chapter 4 talks about how the nations will come to Jerusalem to inquire of Yehovah. They will come to inquire, to settle their disputes. The greatest love story ever told is how the Father is, is going to reveal himself in the land of Israel. The, you know, and he will be known in the nations of the world. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 31 that we shared yesterday. Let me just share that scripture uh, quickly because it's a, it's a part of the renewed covenant that we haven't yet seen fulfilled. It says in verse 44, No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother, saying, No, Yahovah, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares Yahovah. What's it saying? When we get to that stage, we won't need to evangelize because everyone will know me. But we are called to proclaim his word, to proclaim his name. And more than anything, we're called to the place of prayer. We're called to pray and fast and intercede for the brokenhearted, intercede for the needs of others so that we can see his kingdom come and his will done. Anyway, what are we talking about? The importance of Yehovah. What's important to God? What's important above all things is relationship with mankind. So what did he do to accomplish that? Yeshua the Messiah came to do what we could not do for ourselves. Hallelujah. And that's John 3.16. That's the verse that, you know, we sometimes fail to allow over our lips because we just think it's common. Let me tell you something. John 3.16 is not common. Turn with me in your scriptures. Hallelujah. I just turned directly to the page. Look at that. Um, John 3.16 for for. Elohim so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For Elohim did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Hallelujah. He didn't send his son to condemn the world. He came to bring the answer. This is the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. Yehovah loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yeshua's example was not just to die but it was to show us the kingdom rule and reign. He left us what? A living example of what it means to see the manifestation of the kingdom on this earth. We see that in Exodus. We see it in the story of the gospel where we witness the deliverance of the children of Israel from the greatest superpower of evil on earth. From slavery, from bondage, from captivity to supernatural victory. How did it happen? The manifestation of the kingdom of Yehovah. When Yeshua walked the earth, what did he do? He demonstrated that the kingdom is here. What did he proclaim? What did he go out to say? He went out and he made, you know, Matthew chapter 4. Genesis, Exodus, Matthew. <laughs> what did he proclaim? He said, repent, in verse 17, for the kingdom of heaven is near. 
He came to bring the manifestation of his kingdom power. And he expects us to walk in the victory of his kingdom right here, right now. So what are you facing? What's the world telling you you cannot do? Or what's even greater than that? What is the Holy Spirit calling you to do? Is he calling you to do the impossible? Is he calling you to walk where no man's walked? Has he called you to pioneer in areas where no one's pioneered? Deuteronomy chapter 18. What did Moses say? There is one coming like me and you must shamar. You must listen to him. What is the purpose of this one that's coming like Moshe? Moses walked in the demonstration power of the kingdom. Yeshua came and walked in the demonstration power of the kingdom. But Yeshua's purpose was to teach us how to interpret and understand the Torah. Hallelujah. It's not just about, you know, the letter of the law. It's about the spirit of the law. And woe to any of us if we get in that category where we say that the law, oh, the law is evil, it's done away with. That it's, oh, it's, you know, we're not under the law. No, we're not under the consequences of the law in Messiah. But it doesn't mean the law is done away with. Why? Because Yeshua is the word that became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So Yeshua brings the spirit of the law. You have a problem with the letter of the law? then how are you going to deal with the spirit of the law? Because the spirit of the law is far more difficult and far more demanding than the letter of the law. The spirit of the law says, if you're angry, you've committed murder. If you look at a woman in, in, uh, in, in the wrong manner, in a lustful way, you're committing adultery. This is the spirit of the law. This is far more difficult than the letter of the law. Just take me back to the letter of the law. That's a lot more easier. I seem to have a lot more protection. Well, let me tell you something. Yeshua wasn't coming to bring another dimension. He was coming to explain how we are called to walk in the Torah. We are called to walk in the Torah by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know... All through the Torah, what do we see? Signs and wonders and miracles. You look at the book of Acts and, and, and uh, um, you know, the outpouring of the Spirit and, you know, the early believers. And you're like, oh, wow, supernatural, the Spirit. Well, let me tell you something. You go back to the beginning of the book. In the beginning, God created. Oh, talk about supernatural. Yeah, there's no one on the planet today can comprehend or understand how he brought it all about. It's such an incredible miracle. Creation is an amazing miracle. It's supernatural. Hallelujah. All through the Torah, what is it? Supernatural. It all talks about the supernatural. A pillar of cloud by day, fire by night. Supernatural. So come on. Get lost in the Tanakh. Get lost in the Torah. We've got to get to the place where we can preach the gospel and you haven't even read between Matthew and Revelation. All you're doing is reading the Tanakh. Why? Because the early believers didn't have Matthew to Revelation. So now we have it. What are we going to do with it? Well, we, 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 we love the, the Messianic writings, Matthew to Revelation. They're vitally important. I preach and teach out of them on a daily basis. They're vitally important. Why? Because they explain and they open up the Tanakh. They help us understand. It's not the Old Testament. It's the Scriptures. It's the Word of Yehovah. 
Hallelujah. So if you're reading something between Matthew and Revelation, you've got to ask yourself the question, where can I find this topic or where can I find what this is talking about within the Tanakh? Hallelujah. Let's go on that journey. That's what we are called to do. We're called to go on that journey. And I encourage you, get lost in that journey. What did Yeshua also do? He came into the world to bring us his Father. This is the connection. What did he say in John chapter 14? John chapter 14, 15, and 16. If you want to ask me what's my most favorite portion of the scripture, John 14, 15, and 16. It encapsulates the entire ministry of Yeshua right there in those three chapters. Amazing. What does he say in John chapter 14? He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Full stop. Okay, let's stop. You can all go home. Thanks for joining. Great to see you. No. He says, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yeshua wants to unite us in fellowship with the Father. Do you know him? Do you know who he is? Are we walking in fellowship with the Father through the Son? Hallelujah. Yeshua died in our place to pay the penalty for our sin. It says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, For Messiah also suffered once for sins, the, the just for the unjust, that he might bring to us Elohim, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. That's what happened to Yeshua. He suffered once. He paid the price. He was put to death in the, fl the flesh, but he was made alive by the Spirit. That's why yesterday when we talked on the importance on faith on the outward in the natural versus faith on the inward, the spiritual what is on the inside cannot die. You are eternal. And what I'm saying to you right now is let's put our effort and let's put our focus in what is eternal so that we can be equipped in him. This is the pattern that Yeshua taught. Yeshua rose from the dead. And what did he do? He showed that his claims, what he said about himself was truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. It says in First Corinthians chapter fifteen. I'm just going to read. Um, I'm just going to read from verse three. For I delivered to you first of all. This is Paul speaking. All that which I received, that Yeshua died for our sins according to the Scriptures. According to the Scriptures, you can always go back. And, and weigh everything up with the scriptures, hallelujah, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. According to what scriptures? It's not the scripture concerning Easter. It's the scripture concerning the sign of Jonah. The Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. That is not Friday to Sunday. That doesn't count. Yeah, it's not three days and three nights. Hallelujah. According to Scripture, and that he was seen by um, uh, Cephas, then by the twelfth. After that, he was seen by uh, 500 brethren at once. Wow, what a gathering that must have been. That must have been awesome. Hallelujah. To whom the greater part remain 
to this present. He's saying those people who saw Yeshua, 500 that were gathered, they remain. They're still testifying. They're still proclaiming the word of Yehovah, even as Paul is writing. He's saying they're still out there. They're still uh, witness to this testimony. Some of them have fallen asleep. Hallelujah. But, but many of them are still out there. They're proclaiming the testimony. So what's the Father saying to us today? He's saying we've got to come to that place where we are receiving the discipline of Yehovah. We're recognizing what, what uh, the Father's purpose is. What's his will? What's his purpose? What's his desire? His desire is to be in relationship with us. That's why we're not just coming to the scriptures to see what God is going to give us. But we're coming to, to, to partake with him to know him, to walk in his ways, to fellowship with him. So what does it take to develop, you know, spiritual character? What, what, what needs to happen within our lives? We want to go to the book of Exodus chapter 20. I'm just going to read a couple of verses or maybe just one verse out of Exodus 20. It's 2020. It's for 19, it's not for 1920. It's for the year 2020. What's the verse 2020? What does it say? Moshe, Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Elohim has come to test you so that the fear of Elohim will be with you to keep you from sinning. If you've got a problem where you keep falling into sin, then you've got to get back to the place of the fear of Yehovah. And what happened in verse 18? It says, when the people saw, you know, what, what have we got? We've got the giving of the ketubah. The Ten Commandments are being brought forth. You know, the, the, the commandments are being given audibly. And it's coming louder and louder. And when the people saw the thunder and the lightning, this is Shavuot. This is what we're about to walk into. The baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Hallelujah. When the people saw the thunder and the lightning and heard the trumpets and saw, uh, the, um, and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have Elohim speak to us or we will die. They couldn't take what was happening. Moshe said to the people, Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Elohim has come to test you so that the fear of Elohim will be in you to keep you from sinning. Don't be afraid. Don't lose this moment. Don't lose this moment. As we come to Shavuot, don't lose this moment, this preparation. Listen, don't grow tired and weary as we are pressing in the 49 days in the counting of the Omar. Don't go tired and weary. There's a 50th day coming. There's a celebration coming on the first day of the week. Hallelujah. On that Sunday, there's a mighty outpouring of my spirit coming. Allow the fear of Yehovah. Allow what? The thunder, the lightning, the trumpets, the smoke, what you see before you, what's shaking in you, what the Father's shaken all the way to the very core of who we are. Allow the work of Yehovah to come into your life. And don't deny him permission. Don't deny him permission. The whole reason we had the falling of the golden calf was because of the rejection of the Ruach HaKodesh. And that's what happened right here. Moses, you speak to us. 
We can't take it. We don't want this. You know, we're coming into a marriage, but we don't want the indwelling of the Spirit. And that's why the sin of the golden calf came about. 3,000 were taken as punishment because of the golden calf. And when they were waiting in Jerusalem at the temple, it wasn't in the upper room, it was at the temple courts, when the outpouring of the Spirit happened, and the flames of fire came upon their heads, and they started to speak in unknown tongues, they started to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. When those things happened and they were filled, 3,000 were added. Hallelujah. 3,000 were taken. 3,000 were added. That's how these passages mix together. So you want to, you want to keep from sinning? It's not about just going through a whole bunch of uh, counseling. Oh, help me in my unbelief through counsel, maybe I'll be able to stop sinning. No, it's the fear of Yehovah. That's what's going to help you deal with sinning. Let's turn to the book of 1 Timothy, uh, chapter 4. Hope you're blessed and encouraged with the word tonight. Don't be tired and weary. Come on. Come on. Been preaching the gospel every day, been live every day since February. Hallelujah. All right, where are we at? Let's see where we're at. We're going to read from verse 7 of First Timothy chapter 4. Have nothing to do with godless myths or old wives' tales. Rather, train yourselves to be godly. Hallelujah. This is, this is what, have nothing to do with godless myths. Get off of this godless stuff. Stop trying to shape it into your uh, belief system. Just say enough's enough. If it's not in the Bible, get rid of it. You know, what's the problem? Stop walking in paganism. You know, stop walking in gossip. Stop being around godless chatter. Yes. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. You know, conspiracy theories gone on steroids. Don't spend your time on all of that. Stop watching all the YouTube videos on all the, you know, the, the, the breakdown of the conspiracies. Listen, get focused in the word and proclaim his word. And it doesn't matter what all those conspiracies are. Why? We're called to bring the glory of Yehovah. I don't want to sit down here today and start breaking down, you know, what people are, say, are, are speaking on the exposure of what's going on with the coronavirus. No, I'm going to sit down and talk about the Word and talk about transformation in the Word. Oh, brother, you're just disconnected from what's going on in the world. That's right. Yeah, I'm disconnected. I don't need to be connected. I might live in the world, but I'm not of the world. We are here to bring supernatural change. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Verse 8. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has a value for all things holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Hallelujah. What are we talking about? We're talking about what is built of the Spirit. And what is of the Spirit is what? Eternal. Hallelujah. Hey, <laughs> Praise Yehovah. You're not going to wear out. Yes, your body might be wearing out. You can't run the way you used to run. 
In the good old days when I used to run over the mountains. In the good old days when I used to cycle 60 miles on my bike. In the good old days, you know. Let's talk about that which is of the spirit. You can be stronger and strengthened in the spirit and your age has nothing to do with it. Hallelujah. Hold on to the promises of both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. And for this we labor and strive that we have put our hope in the living Elohim who is the Savior of all men. Oh, listen. If I can just get the message through to you tonight more than anything, it doesn't say your Savior. It's my personal Savior. You know what? This personal relationship with Jesus is a problem because it's not just about your personal anything. Yes, we are saved. We're born of the Spirit. But why are we born of the Spirit? We are, par- we are living stones. We are part of the body of Messiah. We need each other. What's it saying here? That, that we have put our hope in the living Elohim who is the Savior of all men. So come on, let's call all men unto Messiah. Hallelujah. And especially to those who believe. So let's, let's work and minister together, yes. But let's not forget the importance of reaching out to those who are not yet saved. Father, minister your life into the brokenhearted, into those who are lost lost in their souls, lost in their way. Command and teach these, uh, command, sorry, command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are uh, young, but set an example for the believers in speech. And this is Paul speaking to Timothy, who's ordained in ministry. And this is so important. It doesn't matter how old you are in your youth. Come on, rise up and let's minister the gospel of the kingdom. Uh, for, uh, set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Okay. Set an example for believers in what way? In speech, life, love, faith, and purity. Hallelujah. Take note of that and let's really work on that. Father, how can we do this? Purify our hearts. We don't want to walk in sin. Why? You walk in sin, you disconnect the power. You might have not have lost your salvation, but let me tell you something. You're losing the power to function. You know, you can't you may as well close the lid of your mouth. You've got nothing good going to be coming out of it that's going to have any benefit for eternity. You're disconnected from the power. Stop living a sinful life and repent and come back to Yahovah. Hallelujah. Verse 14, do not neglect your gift which was given you through the prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Now, what's so significant about this? It's not just a message, a prophetic message. Why we are seeing ordination take place in this verse. Don't neglect the gift that was given you through what? The prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. They, they acknowledged in the natural what had already taken place in the spiritual. That's why it's a prophetic message. The prophetic word is recognizing the call, recognizing the gift that's on the man, 
and the laying of the hands of the elders is saying that we recognize what's already taken place in the heavenly realm and we recognize it in the earthly realm. We are bringing the kingdom. Hallelujah. So we need prophecy. We need the prophetic words to go out in your prayer and in your time of intercession. Maybe start prophesying if you don't already do it. As I read the word and declare the word, man, I'm, I'm walking around prophesying. I'm prophesying. I'm prophesying the word of Yahovah. I'm bringing his word from a kingdom perspective into this dimension. Hallelujah. Even what we are doing right now, we are proclaiming, we are declaring, and from time to time we're prophesying. Verse 15, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them. Come on, surrender. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Watch your life and doctrine. Listen, get paganism out of your life. Watch your doctrine closely. If you can't find it in the Word, what are we doing with it? Watch your life. You know, live a life that is in line with the Word of Yahovah. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Where's that word? Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Oh, I love this word. And what I love about this word is talking about us getting to a place where we're saying, I'm not going to have, you know, I'm not going to be unswerving. Uh, You know, I'm not going to be tossed to and fro. You know, are you tired in the place of the battle? Are you fighting the fight of faith and you're tired and you're like, what's going on? Well, listen, let me tell you something. The battles don't get less as we get older and maturer in the spirit. They don't get less. We just get stronger. Hallelujah. And the more we grow in faith, the greater the authority we should be walking in. And guess what? What was once a mountain before us now is a speed bump. (laughs) Why? Because our faith is grown. If you've got the faith the size of a mountain, uh, a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, go throw yourself in the sea. What's it talking about? When you're moving in the dynamics of faith, you'll move into a greater realm. The reality is we need to face um, the enemy, the enemy's plans and recognize what his desire is. The enemy's plans and desire is to wear us down and to wear you out. He wants to wear you out of the love and the peace of Messiah. He wants to separate you from the promises of Yahovah. He wants you compromising into a sinful life. But here's the key. Together, we can make a difference. We need each other. We need to come together. We need each other. And we're in the T's. In Timothy, so because we're in the T's, I want you to go to the book before. It's the book of Thessalonians. We're going to Second Thessalonians chapter three. We've got to never tire in doing what is uh, right. That's in Second Thessalonians chapter three. Um, and it's verse 13. It says, and, and, for, and as for you, brothers, never tire of doing what is right. What does it say in verse 11? We hear that some among you are idle. Um, they are not busy. They are busy bodies. 
such people uh, we command and urge in Yeshua the Messiah to settle down and earn the bread they eat. And as for you, brothers, never tire of doing what is right. Never tire of doing what is right. Come on. Don't tire. If anyone does not obey our instructions in this letter, take special note of him. Do not associate with him in order that he may not in order that he may feel ashamed. Yet do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Hallelujah. If anyone doesn't obey our instructions, if you're not walking in the letter of Yahovah, if you're not walking in the encouragement of the brother, if you're what? Idle. If you're a busybody. You know, look. Then you need to get back to first principles. You need to get back to basics. You know, maybe you've lost your way. You you were moving in a mighty way of the spirit. And then all of a sudden you've gone lukewarm. And you've just got the whole cares of the world. Well, the father said, I'm going to stabilize you. I'm going to bring you to a place where you're stabilized. And then I want you to be established into the fellowship of believers who are doing what? They're not just talking the talk, but they're walking the walk. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, it says in verse 3 to 4, Your faith is growing more and more, and, in the, and, in, and the love and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing hallelujah your faith is growing more and more and the love every one of you have for each other is increasing therefore among elohim's uh, um, assemblies we boast about your perseverance come on so we're in the battle the more we grow in faith what was big and difficult before us now becomes a speed bump in the road. But there's people around us that they're facing challenges, they're facing struggles. How can we encourage them? How can we disciple them so that they too can be raised up and equipped into a powerhouse of faith? Let's get to the place where we are boasting about our perseverance. In the midst of the storm, he is able, he is faithful. We are called to grow in Elohim. We're called to grow in faith. We're called to produce perseverance, equipping us to stay the course. So right now, I just want to say to those who are tired and those who are weary, receive the strength of Yehovah. Receive his strength right now. Just take it. The strength of Yehovah. Just say it right now. Father, I receive your strength. The Father's going to build you into a strong tower. He's going to build you like you cannot believe. The very things that you think are causing panic attacks and anxiety and stress. The Father says you're going to have that spirit to overcome. He's going to give you an overcoming spirit. God's expectation is that he will live and dwell within our lives. He wants to, uh, to, to live through us. And we need to get to that place where we are a disciple of Yeshua. We want to do what he did. We want to walk in his ways. That's what a disciple is. A disciple follows in the steps of his teacher. 
and we are discipled by Yeshua. We're encouraging each other together. Leadership is servanthood. We lay our lives down to teach others to connect with Messiah. It's not to say, look what the Father's done for me. He's going to do this for you. No. The, that's not the message. That That's when we hype things up and we try and get people to be like us. We don't need clones. We don't need two Kenny Russells and and five Russells and um, ten Tonys. And, <laughs> you know, that, that's not what we're looking for. We need to be unique in him and be discipled by Yeshua. What he left us an example. He showed us what? He showed us compassion and he showed us how to care for the needs of the brokenhearted. Elohim, he is unfaithful and he is unchanging. And what's he going to do? He's, he's bringing to us. He, he has given us already an unchanging love. Why? Because it's spiritual. It's from the inside. God is spirit. He cannot die. He cannot lie. He cannot sin. He is spirit. This is where we are called to be. Romans chapter 8, verse 38, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, big mouthful, will be able to separate us from the love of Elohim that is in Yeshua, the Messiah, our Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. For we are convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, there's no assignment of the enemy, <laughs> neither the present nor the future. I'm not going to fail, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to fear the present. I'm not going to fear what is to come. Neither the present nor the future, nor any powers. Why? Because we're in the power source. Neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all the creation. I think we've got everything covered right there. It's all covered. Hear the word of Yahovah. God's got it covered. Hallelujah. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of Elohim that is in Yeshua, the Messiah, our Lord. Oh, get your praise on. Get your praise on and enjoy who he is. I love what it says. He will never leave us or forsake us. Why? Because he released an eternal perspective into our lives. His eternal presence is here and his eternal presence dwells within us. Matthew chapter 28 verse 20. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Hallelujah. So we are called not to walk by sight but to walk by faith. We are called to live in his presence. Do you not just feel his presence? Do you know his presence? Is his presence dwelling within you? Oh, I hope you're blessed and encouraged. Listen, get Romans chapter 8, 38, 39. Get it on your refrigerator. Put it on the edge of your computer. Start proclaiming it everywhere you go. Because you've got to get to the place where you're convinced. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Devil, I serve you notice. <laughs> Prisoners are being set free right now. Blind eyes are opening right now. We speak supernatural miracles in and through our lives. We proclaim that this is the day of answered prayer. What you are standing in the gap for. What are you are what you are praying for. We release the miraculous power of the Spirit. The provision. 
the answered prayers, the breakthroughs. We release them today in Yeshua's name. We thank you for the victory. We shout the victory. Hallelujah. We are transformed in his presence. And we are going forward. I hope you're blessed and encouraged with the message today. I'm telling you, maybe we've gone on a little bit more there than, than I thought we were going to go. But you know what? He is able. He is faithful. I'm going to go back and read the comments after and just catch up with what's going on, what you have to say in the comments. I'm looking forward to that uh, after this broadcast. I will be releasing this on podcast within the next 15 to 20 minutes as well so that people can listen to it on their devices. You know, we need to be encouraging to those around us. And I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the message today. Connect with us at bulldozerfaith.com. Stand with our ministry and the things that we do. And we hope to stand and we seek to stand with you. You can email me, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. Send me an email. Let us know what's going on in your life and how we can stand in the gap for you. Um, there's a few phone calls I've been trying to get through in the last few days. Haven't managed to do it because I've spent the last few days just trying to get into our own server, into our own uh, website because our security is so powerful. I've got to get all these, I've got to pass all these criterias just so that my computer can log into our own platforms. And that's that's the level of security that we have on our systems. Anyway, we were having issues and technical support had to help us with our servers to get things organized. So we've got new updates. We've got a new website that's coming for Bulldozer Faith as well. So we appreciate you standing in the gap with us. It is a blessing to see what the Father is doing. If you're watching and you're a giver to our ministry and you pray with us, thank you for standing with us. Because we can make a difference together. It is a blessing that I can walk with you. I appreciate every one of you that's connecting with us. And we, we are here to be a blessing to you. If you want to sow into the work that we do, I'm just uh, pasting a link there at buildthoseoffaith.com forward slash give. Your giving goes into the work that we do to make a difference so that we can minister to the brokenhearted and we can encourage the body of Messiah to grow in faith and make a difference for his name's sake. Hallelujah. So, as I said, I'll go to the, the comments after. I'm looking forward to seeing what is written in the comments and what the Father is doing in your lives. Uh, we love and appreciate every one of you. Until tomorrow, Yehovah bless. Hallelujah.